Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Zinati Kuman. Join me to take your questions this evening are Rikas Riedis from PSG Wealth, Reimsach, and Jikas Komring from Capi Craft. Do send those questions via SMS to 41392. Email us at stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag Stockwatch. And actually also like to apologize to our viewers uh, for coming through to Stockwatch late. Uh, we were having a conversation, very pertinent uh, conversation with the ESCOM chair, Mpo Magwana. So really um, apologize for that. But uh, for questions that we won't be answering maybe today, um, we're also live tomorrow at 1 p.m. Thanks so much, gents, for your time. Let's get straight to the questions. Uh, so there's a question here on African Rainbow Capital. Um, the share price has surged more than 25%. Is it worth holding it uh, or take some profit now? Um, this has been quite a, a stock of interest lately um, as it, it seems to be um, outperforming. Uh, just starting with you, uh, Rikas, uh, anything of interest there with African Rainbow Capital? Not that I've noticed fundamentally, but as you've said, the um, the share price itself has been looking pretty good. Um, it's, I think it's it's one of the few um, sort of local counters that are actually in a in a positive uptrend. So um, I can't give you a lot more than that, unfortunately, but. Um, I can't really, as I said, just from price action, just from a, a graph, I can't really yeah. see any reason to now start taking profit. Yeah. Okay. So so would you be holding it? Yeah. 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 Okay. And on your side, uh, uh, Drikas, would you be holding it? Uh, selling I'm if I'm you're not... Sure. Are, we talking, are, are we talking about African Rainbow Capital? Yeah, or Capital. Yeah, yeah, Capital. 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 So Time Bank, Rain. Um, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So yeah. would you be holding no, I'm, on? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if I buy into the valuations of okay. the of some of the underlying companies of Time Bank, of Rain, etc. It's it's a bit lofty. Um, I could be wrong, but the yeah. market is pricing in some, at least some, um, you know, skepticism. It's it's trading at a at a fairly high discount. They've also done um, away with the old uh, um, performance. Uh, fee scheme. Uh, I think it was a bit one-sided, and oh, that's yes. changed that. So, I think that helps going forward. But um, I, I think there's better stuff to own up there. Ah, uh, all right. Um, would MTN be one of them? Uh, there's a question here. What's the panel's view on MTN? Uh, Rickers. Yeah. Again, always be cognizant of the risk of being, you know, with MTN being involved in the in the geographies that they. Um, are having the operations in but i still think um and it's been the case for me for um quite a long time now that the the potential they've got as far as the um financial transaction side you know their their fintech is concerned is um to a certain extent compensates for that um shall we say geopolitical risk um and again, always looking at the um, at the technical price side of thing, it's it's one of those that uh, one of those shares that have come down considerably and has started forming quite a um, a nice base. So, bar any other, shall we say, political in interference, for example, what as what happened with um, Ghana a few weeks ago, um, I think it's looking pretty interesting at at um, current levels. 
Yeah, um, just uh, with uh, sticking to telecoms, uh, because I'd actually like to ask you about Vodacom. Um, what are you making of Vodacom? Do you think that the kind of looming corporate action that, uh, that might come from Vodafone uh, will actually have significant value for Vodacom shareholders? Yeah, what if it doesn't happen? So Vodacom is, is obviously the better run one than MT, but it's not as exotic. Sure, it's, it's, it's growing in certain segments and certain geographies, yeah. but MTN is much more sexy to me. Yeah? It's, okay. it's much more exotic. Um, there's a lot more growth there, and it's cheaper. Sitting in about uh, uh, EBITDA, MTN of three and, three and a half, which is cheap, um, and Vodacom sitting at six and a half. And uh, that, is, that is much more expensive. It's got much more debt. Um, but it's it's better run, I think, better balance sheet. Oh, not better balance sheet. Well, the geographies in which it operates, um, you know, it's just safer. Um, so maybe it can justify a more geared balance sheet. I don't know. But uh, I just don't, you know, I, I, I just doesn't get me excited. It's not going to get me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Something else that hasn't been getting uh, people out of bed is Cecil. There's a question here on Cecil. Um, Rickus, when you look at Sasol, because uh, recently people have been trading that based on the oil price, is that still the case when you look at Sasol? Well, I still, I, I still think it's the main driver in the short term. It's that ever, um, you know, that, that seesaw between what, well, let's, let's put it this way. It depends on what the RAND oil price is, and that still is a short term driver for Sasol. Um, Despite the fact that they, you know, brand themselves as a chemical business, which to a large extent they are. Yeah. Um, so the news out of Sasol for the past few reporting periods has been, um, as far as the operations are concerned, has been dismal. Whether it be um, through their own design or extraneous issues like the quality of coal supply, I think. Um, to a very large extent, that is possibly in the price already. So if you're taking a look at Sasol, you've got to take, a, I think, a, a bit of a longer term view and say what's going to happen with the oil price. Um, are things in Europe as far as their chemical operations, is that going to get worse? Um, well, obviously, if, 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 you're, um, if the current conflict expands, it's going to get a lot worse. But let's say that they've... Of, that they've managed it very well over the past six months, and possibly that's behind them. So the price has reacted negatively to a lot of negative news flow at the moment, but not, but none of the problems they have are unsolvable. Okay. And um, if that goes a little bit better, then obviously um, it will be good for the price. Um, yeah. Um, Trikas, uh, do you think that you can just um, ignore uh, or maybe not put uh, too much of uh, significance on the operational issues that uh, Sasol keeps on flagging based on the, the fundamentals of, of, of that oil price? Yeah, so, sure. So first out, see uh, Sasol as a chemicals company. You can't just look at the oil price anymore. Um, you have to look at uh, crack spreads and at the uh, ethanol, uh, the ethane price, etc. So it's a chemical company. Um, and Secondly, yeah, the, the company hasn't had the best operational period behind it. Um, input cost pressures, etc. Uh, the ball hasn't fumbled in certain areas. Um, 
I do think there's better ways to play uh, uh, the energy market. If, you, if you're bullish on the energy market, take your money offshore. There is a lot of choices out there that's cheaper than Sassel. Sassel looks cheap at, at you know, the last trading 12-month earnings, even 12 months forward. The, um, the price of oil and um, its chemical uh, uh, revenues can drop by 25%. Uh, without a commercial drop in its inputs, so you know a, a margin smash up, and the company will still eke out a small profit. Yeah. So, um, and and, and in the balance sheet has been deep yet. It's a different animal than the Sassel that we've known for the last three years. But uh, as I said, better way to play the energy market than Sassel. Um, any counters that come to mind um, that offer better value in that energy space, Strickers? I mean, leave that for my stock pick because oh. it ties in perfectly <laughs> with what uh, Drikas is saying. Yeah. Drikas, uh, you? Um, well, there's this. We, we invested in a company called Paytex Energy, um, for one smaller one uh, in Canada. Um, no, it's worth looking at. Paytex Energy. Ah, okay. I want to take a look at Discovery. They came out with results today and the market was very happy. And I mean, this is a stock in which investors um, were bothered by the fact that dividends still aren't being declared as much as we are seeing a recovery. Um, and there weren't significant profits coming through from the new initiatives that they've been plowing a lot of capital into. And there was also uh, a worry about a rights issue, but they've clarified that saying that they won't be going for that. Uh, uh, Rickus. What did you think of those discovery numbers and, and just the sentiment towards uh, discovery at, at the moment? Gosh, it's, it's a complicated, well, I won't say it's a complicated company, but it's a complicated set of financials. And um, that's possibly why I'm not quite interested in, in it at the moment. Um, Look, they've got a lot of innovation going on and um, a lot of initiatives, whether it be the Discovery Bank and so forth and so forth. Um, the one risk that I've got, and I've got that with all Chinese companies, is their investment in Ping Ang, which in itself is not a bad company and it's not, and it's, and it's well positioned in China. The, the problem is China, and I've mentioned this many times in this program, is that I don't trust what um, Xi Jinping will say on any given day as far as any company that operates in that country is concerned. Um, I, I, um, I might be completely wrong, but if, if I am right, it can have a severe effect on anything that's listed in China or, or operating in China and discovery through its holding in Pingang is part of that. Yeah. Um, are you as worried about that exposure to Pingang Health, uh, Drikas? Um, well, the investment the investment case hinges on on Ping and because the local business is a mature business, they're trying to get into other product lines, etc. I don't really see that working for them. Um, and, but you can see the share price bottom right at you know the end of the Chinese lockdowns, and it's been on a tear ever since. It's forty percent up from the end of the Chinese lockdowns. So it's you know just know what you're getting yourself into. Um, you you're paying a pretty penny to actually be. Uh, to have exposure to being an else in, in China. Uh, just sticking with you, um, I had a conversation with the CEO earlier on and he said that, you know what, he didn't understand this negative sentiment that investors had when uh, they paused those dividends from, um, from the height of the pandemic because investors really uh, invest in discovery, uh, not because of dividends, but because of growth. Do you agree with that sentiment? 
Well, there hasn't been a lot of growth, to be honest. There's been growth in certain ge geographic areas, but the bulk of the business hasn't really been growing like it did, you know, in, in the middle 2000s, early 2010s. So a growth has stagnated for a large part of the business. Um, the SA middle class just isn't growing. So that's why they're trying to build out the business elsewhere in other product lines. Um, but it comes with its own risk. You know, they spent, a, 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 what was it? I'm not sure. I think it's a billion rand in the US. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, Mr. Gord could just say, sorry, and the market, you know, just had to swallow it. Um, so some of this capital allocation decisions won't, won't work out for them. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, before we get to your stock picks, uh, Goldfields came out with results as well, assuming that uh, on, on face value that everything was fine. Gold production increased 3%, breaching the upper end of the guidance range. All in sustaining costs, although they were higher than the prior comparative period, but they were lower than the guidance. Headline earnings per share up 19%. It really seemed that everything was fine. But then you looked at the reaction from the market and the market completely disagreed. Uh, Rikas, your thoughts? Yeah, it was, it was nice to see the rest of the deep levels not leading too badly. Um, yeah, um, gold shares are... are absolutely um, in sync with what's happening with the gold price. The gold price is not doing very well. So I think even if you have an outstanding result, mm. historically, for any gold mine, if if the market thinks that there's nothing really going for the gold price at the moment, it, it won't really have an effect. It's such a cyclical business with such almost, um, you know, where you can only control the um, the um, the costs, you know, if, if if you have the good luck of having a gold, good gold price over the past six or twelve months, it doesn't affect the view yeah. of the market for that specific okay. company or share price going forward. Mm. All right, well, gentlemen, let's get to your stock picks of for today. Trickers, what would it be? It's Pan Africa, another gold miner, locally listed. Three rand team, it's trading at about a two and a half uh, EV EBITDA, so it's ridiculously cheap. Um, and the weaker rent will definitely play into its favor. Ah, all right. And on your side, uh, Rickus? As Drick has mentioned, there are better opportunities in the energy field. I think one of them is a company called Schlumberger. They're the biggest oil drilling company in the world. Um, there's been a lot of um, non-investment in that kind of service that they offer. So I'm not talking about an oil company that produces the oil. I'm talking about the company that services the companies that produce the oil. Apart from their normal drilling operations, they've also changed strategy as far as, you know, better drilling is concerned, expanding into how to um, um, use alternative energy sources better. It's that, in other words, they're changing their stripes to a certain extent. And they have got the resources to do that kind of thing to scale rather than going into a startup that's concentrating on one specific new energy field. So they can use the cash flow from the drilling operations to expand that side of their business, plus the underinvestment in drilling itself um, could be fortuitous um, once, you know, America has to resupply their reserves. Um, Europe has got to resupply their reserves in the very short term. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen, for your time. And once again, I do apologize for coming to you later for Stockwatch. Uh, we were having a very, very important conversation with the chair of ESCOM, of course. I'm sure everybody uh, would, uh, yeah, 
like to hear from him. So uh, thank you very much uh, to uh, my guests, uh, Rikas Riedis from PSG Wealth Reimsich and Drikas Komrink from Capicraft. I'll be back with Stockwatch tomorrow afternoon. <laughs>